0: Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemperuper in Dresden, Germany. In this episode, Jason Nadecki and I work our way through the text to Handel's The Trumpet Shall Sound from Messiah, talking about the letter L, a little bit about glottals, and when to knowingly break the rules of lyric diction. For more information about today's contributor, Jason Nadecki, or, for the accompanying PDF of this text, please visit DictionPolice.com. I found an article about this aria from the New York Times that I'll post at the website as well. You can also follow the Diction Police on Facebook or Twitter at dictionpolice. The Trumpet Shall Sound is one of the best-known works for voice and trumpet. Nowadays, it's generally performed on a modern piccolo trumpet, which is much different from a Baroque trumpet. They were longer and straighter than the modern piccolo trumpets and did not have valves. It was apparently extremely difficult to play the notes of the scale on this Baroque instrument, and critics even complained about it back in Hendel's
1: time. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. The trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed, for this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality.
0: To work through this text in order, rather than starting with the trumpet shall sound, which is where I want to start, we have to start (laughs) with the recitative.
1: The recitative is great. So in behold, this slow kind of opening to capture the audience, take time over these consonants. Behold. Mm -hmm. Behold. Really With like the front that. L. Yeah, front L and a good articulated D. Behold. And the pickup note is
0: an unstressed open I, not behold. D.
1: Yes. In a good uh, a representation, a good production, by this point in the evening, the audience will be very used to hearing these B prefixes. Yes. I tell you a mystery. Tell. Make sure you keep that as a nice bright l. You get to a fully formed u.
0: Like a hooty owl u.
1: Here you you have a choice. If the uh that letter a gets a glottal or not. I think exactly. On I. It's nice to have one.
0: And with the comma before it, it sort of hands you that.
1: It does, but with you uh, mystery, you could join it instead of you. Uh,
0: yeah, especially because the vowels are so far apart from each other.
1: Yeah, they're both on the A, the same pitch, so you could join that. <laughs> Give a good mystery with a good M, and then know that the last syllable of mystery can be an open ear.
0: Is that then the same sound as the other Y in that word?
1: More or less, yes. Suffixes of i in a way, are a little bit like schwa, that they can morph a bit. If anything, mm-hmm. it would be slightly more closed than the first syllable. MYSTERY. But it depends mm-hmm. on the speaker. So some speakers keep them fully open matched. Others, in this British English pronunciation, would head a bit more to E. I think the point is that it should not be a fully formed E like we get in sleep. Right. When you go to the E, it sounds like it's stressed. Especially with this octave jump. Mystery. Right. Then it sounds like Mr. Mr. E. <laughs> we shall not all sleep. There we have a great combination of the the closed E followed by the bright cat vowel, bright l shall, we shall, not, is that backwards a, which is
0: slowly becoming my favorite vowel.
1: Yes, it's great, as opposed to not all, not all. So here we see back to back the open o of all preceded by the backwards a of not. So you can compare those two rounded vowels, O. Oh, 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 oh. so the not not yes. is
0: actually slightly more open than all
1: yes it's confusing because it's called an open o right in in British English pronunciation that's quite a closed sound actually It's still not our closed o which in English okay. is o diphthong for singing. Right, with the the
0: open U at the end.
1: Yes. So we call it open O in comparison to that one, but it's more closed than this short rounded O represented Mm -hmm. by the backwards A symbol. So not all, not all sleep.
0: And now we're about to have the same sort of thing together with the all, shall all, how much do we want to do the glottals in these two sentences?
1: Well, glottals are always a choice. They're not not—they're never a rule in English. So, we could say that the first one, not all sleep, could go together. Of course, you could opt to make it a glottal. But if you did them together, in the second setting of the word all, in the next line, that one could have a glottal but we shall all be changed.
0: So that we make a slight difference between them.
1: Yeah, then we'd have a bit of a contrast. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Which really points out that word all. Yes, it's a possibility.
0: Although if you wanted to do both or neither of them, that's still an option too, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. We have the closed... E, so to speak, diphthong, in changed. Just yeah. to point out that that spelling here is simply with the letter, the vowel letter A. In a moment. That's quick. I think we don't have time to make in a.
0: With a glottal, so, you mean.
1: Exactly. You could put a glottal on in and then leave it out on the uh. in a. In, a, in moment. a moment. Make sure that that N sounds. Sing on the N for a fraction of a second and release the T. In the twinkling of an eye. Now there, again of an eye. What to do with glottals? Right. Maybe on of, and I. In the twinkling of an eye. But possibilities are many. What I think we don't want is three in a row. Twinkling of an eye. That's too much. It's too much, it yeah. It's too broken out.
0: But you could actually do it without any, and it would still be totally understandable.
1: hmm Twinkling of an eye. Yes.
0: Yeah, so there again, like you said, it's a choice. We don't have to do it. Yes. As long as the text is clear.
1: Mm-hmm. I love the last four words of this Yes. Book.
0: And here I really, I really want to hear every single sound in order as though it's a diction exercise.
1: Yeah. It's very drawn out usually in the interpretation and, um, exposed and sets up this idea of the trumpet sounding. So we have at with a good cat vowel Mm -hmm. and a fully released articulated T. The, keep the neutral. It does not need to be the. So, not too much ah sound to it. Right. Then, in the word last, that needs to shift in British English to this father vowel.
0: As opposed to the cat vowel.
1: As opposed to what we say in North America with the cat vowel. Mm hmm. So, at will not match with last.
0: Mm hmm. And to release that T again before Here
1: trumpet. Going to release the T before trumpet so that we don't hear strumpet. Right. (laughs) In trumpet, the diction rule is, because we have a TR combination, we use the bird R as we've transcribed, trumpet. Nine times out of ten, including very professional, well-respected British basses and baritones, we will hear trumpet. Yes. So according to the rules, that's wrong. However, I will simply say leave it to the singer if you decide to break the rules. We've shown it correctly with trumpet, but its it must be said that's not mostly what's done.
0: Right, and that's the question. Why then do they sing trumpet? I know a lot of baritones tell me I sound more like a trumpet when I say that way.
1: I think the thing is, if we want to make a point of that word, and I think we certainly do, we want to use the first consonants, right. rightly so. If we use that first R, and it's a bird R, we're lengthening an R, yeah. which does not feel right. And so we have this dilemma, and that's why people, you know, without going through these analyzed steps that I've just done, that is why people sing the trumpet, and I have to say, it doesn't bother me in that case, because it is so, in a way like we had "walked" and darkness, we've been talking about these suffixes that can become e eh when they're drawn mm-hmm. out, sort of breaking this rule of weak endings. Here, breaking the rule of the tr does not put me off all that much. Leave it to the singer in the end. As I say, we've shown trumpet as per the diction rules. If you choose to make trumpet because you can't help yourself, well, you'd probably be in, you are in very good company. (laughs) with
0: Exactly. And if the conductor really, really wants you to do trumpet, it's not worth fighting about. No,
1: absolutely not.
0: And of course, the trumpet starts the whole aria then.
1: Exactly. The trumpet shall sound, or the trumpet, if you so choose, shall sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now here in sound, stay on the bright ah. It's so long, the setting, the first setting of this note, in this aria on the high D, that in a way it will feel as though we're making a monothong ah, which of course we never get in English, but it'll be nice to sing that bright ah.
0: Absolutely, because in in normal speech, we don't usually use the bright sound unless it comes in the diphthong.
1: Exactly. Here you can sing on ah and switch to the u at the very last second, phonate on n, and do yourself a favor and make a really pronounced release of the d.
0: Shadow bells.
1: Yes, it matches the (laughs) word and the sentiment, and more importantly, just practically speaking, the orchestra is big. And the singer is in competition with that trumpet. Absolutely. (laughs) You can do to get the text out. I mean, it's, it's very often repeated in this. So that makes it easier uh, for the public to, to understand what you're saying. There's not a whole lot of text. However, in this first statement, make a good sound.
0: And, and honestly, having accompanied a few trumpet players in my life at the end, when they're ready to cut off. You feel it in the way the sound ends.
1: Right, right.
0: And we can just imitate that with this d.
1: Sure. I like that. And the dead. All of those d's should be strong. Yeah. Well released. Shall be raised. Good rolled r before the beat. Definitely. Incorruptible. We don't need to make an o sound. Incorruptible. Look that up in a pronouncing dictionary. There's no kind of evidence to say, even in a drawn-out setting, that a, that O is right. You do hear it an awful lot, though. You in- do,
0: because I think people see an O, right. and they try to make an O.
1: I'd say instead, head for the K and the R. Incorruptible.
0: Yeah, that gives you more license to roll that R in the middle of the word. Yes. And this in also has its own secondary stress. So we really need that
1: incorruptible incorruptible yes later we have the word corruptible in the b section which often is cut but it's my favorite and gets very light the texture is just the continual exactly well, if that section is sung you'll hear the opposite incorruptible and then in the b section this corruptible must put on incorruption
0: Exactly. Well, and I think also with that co vowel, if you have a secondary stress before it and the stress syllable right after it, you need to do what you can to de-emphasize it.
1: That's right. So incorruptible. At the end, make sure you have t Not tubble. A nice open i and yeah, not ball. <laughs> and we shall be changed. We've looked at those words before in the Rasset. Then in that B section, for this corruptible must put on. Now, put on will change from our North American put on. We have a rounded U before that, and then a T that is nicely articulated. I would
0: say very wet, Yeah. put on.
1: Put on. On is that backwards A that's rounded.
0: Right? So not on.
1: Right. For, without an R, is going to be like mortal in the next line. And this mortal, with a bright L again, must put on immortality. Tal stays that A, the cat vowel. Don't shift yeah. to immortality or anything else. Immortality. And the liti can match with open I.
0: Okay. What's interesting to me with immortality is that here, even though the im also has the secondary stress, entality is the stressed part of it, we still have the open O in the middle of it and not the schwa that we have in in incorruption.
1: Yes. Yes, this stays with, with the vowels as shown. And in the long melisma, you'll be singing on an ah, so don't... Immortal, immortal. Make peace with that ah, and enjoy singing on that melisma. Tality.
0: Yeah, it's nice and bright, and it's easier to sing then. Yeah,
1: not tality, but taliti
0: In talking about the recitative to this piece, Jason mentioned the letter L a few times, and we said it should be a front L. In colloquial American speech, we have a tendency to swallow an L and pronounce it with the back of our tongue. In fact, I can usually tell a non-native English speaker by the way they say my name. If they say Ellen, I know that they're probably not American because I say Ellen. It's important when singing in English to think of the Italianate L, the one that's formed with just the tip of the tongue. Otherwise, we swallow the sounds in singing, which isn't what we want at all. Instead of BEHOLD, we need to think BEHOLD. And I find that words like SHALL and "all" really trip us up, so make sure to keep the L's forward and Italianate. We also made a big deal about the words with the cat vowel, the phonetic letter AE, and words that make that shift, like lost. If it's feeling very pretentious to you to sing this way, just remember that Hendel was writing for the British received pronunciation. These vowels tend to phonate better than the modern American equivalents when it comes to this repertoire, because that's what it's written for, and we are looking to use diction as a tool to sing better. For the words that do use the a, ah, cat vowel. This doesn't have to feel too ah ish The soft palate should still be able to lift within this vowel, rather than flatten out the way we tend to in speech. By keeping this vowel active, it should make singing on it flow more easily. For any foreign speakers looking to sing this aria, I want to reiterate what Jason said about the words for this, mortal, and immortality. We don't need the R's. While English sounds like a lot of bird R's in general, we tend not to sing this consonant unless we really have to. When an R is followed by another consonant, either in the word or in the next word, we can ignore it completely. And in this piece, every other R, aside from for this mortal and immortality, is fair game to be rolled, including the word trumpet, as long as we know we're breaking the rules to do it.
1: Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of at the last trumpet. The trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be. Must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality.
0: This interview with Jason Nadecki was conducted by Ellen Risinger. The accompanying phonetic transcription is by Ellen Rissinger and Jason Nadecki. This has been the Diction Police Special Diction Unit, a production of Singing Diction G.B.R.